0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Nine podcast. Thank you once again so much for joining us. Uh, today is May 8th, 2023, and uh, I'd like all of you to wish or join me in wishing the guy across the
1: screen a happy 21st birthday. How does it feel to be 21? Um, now, I mean, turning 21 in a college town where you can do whatever you want on a Sunday doesn't really feel like much happened, to be honest with you.
0: But it will be nice when you're down here in NOLA, which actually yesterday we took your sister out. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Caleb has a twin sister. She goes to Loyola University down here in New Orleans. We took her out. was kind of weird with you not being there. I'm not going to lie. That was kind of odd. However, she got pissed because three of the four places we went did not card her. All 21 and over places that she's like, I could have been going there all along. I was like, well, you know damn good and well that as soon as you go there, not being 21, what's going to happen? You're going to get carded.
1: I tried to pee in a place in New Orleans and they carded me.
0: Well, now you're good. So when you come down, you're good to go. Uh, any difference? You guys do anything cool for your birthday? Nothing of note. I had canes. That was and good. Wingstop, evidently, right? Yeah. 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 I had a bunch of chicken. You, so that you, was my... You're going to grow feathers, bro. That's
1: all I eat is chicken. I don't eat anything. I know. I know. All right. Let's well, get into it. Well, happy birthday. Because...
0: It was weird Thank you me. not being here, but uh, it's cool. Now, uh, the Cardinals have won two in a row. Uh, don't tell me this team ain't got no heart.
1: Yeah, um vibes were pretty good today. Um, some, let's get we're gonna get into Wilson Contreras because that's probably gonna be the title of this video. And that's been the talk around town. Um, I'm glad we waited to record this until today. New information have leaked out, uh, has leaked out. I've seen some Wilson videos, we'll get into that later, that have changed, not completely changed my thoughts on it, but have altered my anger towards it to where I'm a little bit more at a place of see what happens right now than let's just get rage at the world. I had, which I was earlier when I called you. But you're let's uh, um let's get into one of the positives I want to br- briefly touch on before I get to Wilson. Dylan Carlson has taken a hold of the center field job. And that is so huge because one, him and Lars Dupar have been great over the last week, both of them. So that's big. I, it looks like the Cardinals have set out to um, find two of your three outfielders every day. I think they found them in Carlson and Nupar right now. And Donovan's a really nice fill-in in left field. He made another great play tonight. I think they're getting some stability in a much needed time because they really needed it.
0: Okay. Can I ask you the cynic question that comes out in me? Mm -hmm. We all knew that Dylan Carlson was our center fielder last year. Like we knew that we Mm -hmm. talked about it. You, you and I both went to Twitter, went to social media, talked on here. That's our center fielder. Everyone seemed to know it. Cardinals seemed to know it. Why did it take them like explain to our viewers? Even though I don't think that you logically maybe can why it took 35 games and a 10 and 25 record to finally realize that, oh yeah, this Dylan Carlson guy's pretty fucking good in center field. Um, by the way, he's healthy. He had a really good spring offensively. And I, I understand the woes from one side of the plate. I do. I understand that for Tommy as well. But at some point I've been saying it all year. You got to put your best guys on the field. And I just don't understand for the life of me, why they went through two other center fielders before they finally realized the guy that they said was their center fielder is actually, yes, their center fielder.
1: Yeah, well, first off, 10 and 25, they're 12 and 24. So let's well, my relax.
0: apologies. <laughs> my apologies, 12, and, but they were 10 and 24. My apologies to that.
1: Whatever. They've officially won a third of their games. Against, a third so of their I games. Here we go. Here but we go. um, they're nine games back. But Nobody um, circles
0: the wagons. Like I the think a lot Cardinals.
1: of it, there's a couple reasons. And I think it really boils down to Alec Burleson and Jordan Walker. I think they really liked what they saw from both of those guys, and I think they put themselves in a position where they were really max. They were offensive, <clears throat> too offensive minded. I think at the beginning of the season, um, and that's when you build. And it's so mind boggling to I me. Mean, we talked about this on here. When you build a rotation that's pitched to contact, you can't just put your best offensive players in lineup with no regard for defense. And then when Jordan Walker struggled, obviously he's in AAA now, figuring some stuff out. Um and Al Burleson struggled, they finally were like, okay, let's give Carlson some run, and now Tyler's hurt, and we've got Donovan in left field. Um, I think they just almost ran out of options, and Dylan Carlson's taking an opportunity and running with it, which is good for him, man. And this starts back with with Dylan Carlson. Like, Remember that game against the Dodgers where they didn't pinch hit Gorman for Carlson, and that was a big deal to everyone mm-hmm. in the media? I'm not going to say that was the right decision, but there might have been some confidence gained from that decision from Ali that has propelled into a pretty good two weeks since then. So I, I, I do think it's, I, I don't know. I'm just glad he's taking a hold of the job. Like his swing, another Me RBI to the left side today. He has two home runs um, from the left side now, both with runs with scoring position. Um, he's looked really, really good, and his defense is just phenomenal out there. I did not think he was going to be this good of a center fielder because he was not this good of a right fielder.
0: It just, it just, blo- it still just kind of blows my mind. That everyone seemed to know who the best center fielder on the team was, except the people running the team. Like, I that does kind of drive best, you crazy.
1: They knew he was the best defensive center fielder. I don't think they ever didn't know that. I think they just were pro- prioritizing offense and got excited about this, you know, banger of a lineup with nine guys up and down it. When in reality, I think this team might be better off if you have, you know, and it's not even, and Dylan Cross is not a dead spot by any means. Right. A guy like him that's not going to hit, like, you believe Alec Burleson can if you give him 162 games. Like, I still think Burleson can be a probably – has more upside of a hitter. But as an overall player, like, if Dylan Carlson and Alec Burleson play the same amount of games, no doubt in my mind, Dylan Carlson probably doubles him in war and total player value. So he needs to be out there every day. But either way, we're, we're we're at the point where we need to be at now, so I guess we can rejoice. We are. We are, and I'm but, really
0: happy for him. I don't mean to, like like, we can't – uh, just live in the past it just does kind of boggle your mind that they say there's an open uh, position or open contest is that what an open competition that's what I was looking for mm-hmm. for center field job no doubt Dylan's better than Tyler O'Neill in center no doubt he had a better offensive spring than Tyler O'Neill yet they went ahead and put Tyler O'Neill like that that when you say stuff was, like that it blows your mind like it, but you Tyler- just add all of the I, I understand it's a small part but when you add all these small parts up None of them really ever make sense.
1: Yeah, and Tyler Neal had a great um, WBC, so that probably he played did. a role as well. Um, It is what it is. I mean, I get what they were going for, and I at the time when it was happening, and yeah, I would have liked to have Dylan in center, but I was still kind of thinking, you know, I get it. Like, if Tyler can play center field and you can maximize that offensively and it's not that big of a difference, I understand it. You see Tyler's speed. And I think we've all thought this at one point in time. You see how fast he is and how quick twitch of an athlete the guy is. You think, well, I wonder what that guy would look like in center field. It turns out not very good. So he's not going back out there. But that's just my one positive right now is that we have a player, two players. Newt's been awesome. Really, really good. Um, Two players that have finally taken hold of outfield jobs. And here's what they need to do. Shout out to both of them, by the way. They need to take a hold of that job, and they need to. But in two weeks from now, we have to be saying, no doubt, the rest of the year, those two are our guys, and figure out the third. If Walker comes back up, bang, there's your outfield.
0: You know. All right. Well, I mean, you, you've left out Tyler. Now. It does. It does. Like, look, we I we have. don't need we don't need to belabor the point. Um, It is wild that it took them this long to figure everything out when everybody seemed to know that this is, those were your two best outfielders. Like that. Well, that's that's, not true,
1: Dad. I would not have put Carlson above the pecking order
0: of Tyler O'Neill. Okay. But I, but I think here's my thing they screwed up. I think I'll still say I'm glad that Walker made it. We believe that he should have made it, but that's where they screwed up. That kind of screwed this whole thing up. Was bringing him up and it created a jam. And bringing Alec Burleson up, yeah. But but I don't let's want to get on. back into that. Like let's we've got on. enough That's negative stuff
1: to get into today. That's What I, don't I said, think so that
0: just money. but we're not going to spend a lot of time recapping the games. However, eight game losing streaks. You called it. You said swept by the Tigers, but they did it. I called it. I know we won two. <laughs> we will do it three. You called the. Sweep. Thank you, Goldie. Um, yeah, here's what I will say. Goldie and Donnie said, "Not today, Satan." Yeah. On, on the Sabbath, <laughs> on your birthday, they, they said, the "Not season. today." You motherfucker. We are going to take this over. Goldie with the three jacks. Donnie with the huge blast. Um, pitching was not good. Uh again, not good. Matt's was good. Was he was good. okay. He was okay. I think
1: what it was he it Five and a third with one run. That's the, I'll take yeah. that every time from him.
0: Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. He I he still seems to miss so many spots, dude.
1: Yeah, he's Hopefully, that's something that he can – I I, but here's the thing. I've said on here, I want Libertor up over him. But really, what I would like is for Stephen Matz to just be really good so we have him as a starter for the next three years. So I hope this is something he can take and move forward with it and use it as leverage. And maybe him and Kisner have a good connection. I don't know. But he looked better. Hopefully, something at the very least builds confidence for him because I think a lot of his stuff, he has no confidence in his curveball right now. Um, hopefully he can just build on it because we need Stephen Metz to be good or else that's another wasted free agent contract and we don't want that again.
0: Agreed. Agreed 100%. Um, then tonight, Wilson goes back. I've, we're going to get into Wilson here in just a second because that's that's mm-hmm. a transition into that. Going home, you know that in Wilson's mind, he was going home as the catcher of the St. Louis Cardinals. I, I feel absolutely terrible. I mean, there's a lot of things I'm going to say about Wilson Contreras. I feel terrible for that right now. However, what a fucking way to show out. That, that dude might be the mentally strongest man in in the Cardinals like locker room.
1: He he is very well. I don't know, but he he is very. He's really impressed me with a lot of the ways with the entirety of how he's handled this. And I actually, I'm going to send you a GIF right now on Twitter, and I want you to look at it because I think it is something that goes along with this, and we can react to it at the same time.
0: But um, well, this is great. This is great video. I'm sitting here too, you and so I I'm I looking just, at a video that no one no, else. No, I want
1: sees. you to. I want you to look at it so you can see what I'm talking about, and I'm going to say it on here. But what it was is it's Wilson Contreras going through the handshake line and looks pretty excited for Andrew Kisner, right? Yes. But that's, yes. that, that's the leadership I want on this team. And here's the thing with Wilson. He's going through a tough time right now. I think it could benefit him in the future. We'll see. We'll get to that in a second, but he's, he got paid. He doesn't have to have, to, he doesn't ever have to worry about that again. He got his big contract. Um, I don't know how well he'd have to play to get another contract bigger than that, but I don't think it's going to happen. He's got his money. He's with the Cardinals for five years. So that's all set in stone. So at the end of the day, I think what he just cares about is winning now. He wants to be the catcher, obviously, but like he's here. So he might might as well win because you're here and you got paid. So that's all he's got to play for now. So (laughs) I wonder if that's part of why he's kind of like taking a step back. You know, his comments were really good today. I thought Um, very upbeat. Let's get to that because I know you don't have um, St. Louis today or – is that was called post dispatch, TL today, um, whatever STL it is today. It. Yeah, um, no. I watched, I, I saw some of the comments come out, um, that he made when he had a big scrum with Chicago and St. Louis reporters, and I was kind of like, I, I don't know how he said this, so I'd like to watch a video of it. And I was waiting for that to come out. Thankfully, Derek Gould, um, had it in one of it attached to one of his stories. He seemed really upbeat, and I think what we're starting to find out from what Ali said and what Wilson said today is that the The external discourse and verbiage surrounding this situation is nowhere near what's actually happening internally. And what I mean by that is I think it is more of a, we need to fix what you're doing now, because if you keep doing it and we don't work on this and fix it, then it's going to go down a path where we may never be able to recover it. And we're going to be, you're going to be 34 years old and we're going to be like, well, we can't catch you anymore. Um, I think it is looking at that way. Adam Wiener, Jack Flaherty being leaders, talking to him, picking him up. Um, Adam Weiner has some great quotes today. I do think it's being handled in a more positive way internally than we thought, but I think that's the fault of Ali because I think his verbiage was very, very strong on Saturday when he announced this. So I'm putting the blame on him and Moselloc for what they've said and how they've said it. But I do think internally it's not going maybe as, it's not as dark and grim as we thought before.
0: Uh, Mike, okay, let me ask you a couple of questions because there, I have so many questions because obviously Maybe I don't have we'll find out. You don't, so they're rhetorical. But I think they're things that we need to be talking about. Okay, well, how do I start this? Mo essentially, in the athletic article, said they didn't realize all the great things that Yachty did. I'm paraphrasing, or, or they took for great, whatever. How can you be the leader? Hold on, let me finish. How can you be the lead? the president of baseball operations? And not realize what a catcher needs to do day in and day out to be successful. Yes, Yachty did it. But we also have lost Yachty for long stretches at a time over the last three years. Kisner filled in fine. We've had others. Tony Cruz has filled in fine. Those guys are, do not have a AJ pedigree. Like, they do not have a pedigree of Wilson Contreras. So I am no. so confused on what he thought he saw from Wilson Contreras what he hasn't seen or has seen, and what the fuck he's been doing over the last 20 years when you haven't been developing other catchers to do what this guy's doing. Like, I, I'm just – the whole thing perplexes me.
1: I think what, what he meant was he did, he took for granted um, the preparation that Yadi did, not what he brought to the table maybe, but more so um, – <clears throat> How Difficult it is to do what Yadi did, not maybe what he did, but how hard of a transition that is to be doing that. Um, I, I the whole thing is weird. I, to be honest with you, I don't have answers as to what exactly is going on because they haven't told us. I don't know what they're doing to fix what's going on. Um, so I don't really want to speculate because I think that's unfair to Wilson and it's unfair to Ollie and it's unfair to Kisner. I just don't, I don't know. I know that Jack Flaherty last week, after his really bad start, came out and said, and it perked my ears up. Um, We're throwing pitches that don't make sense that that started this. And I was like, that's definitely about Wilson Contreras. Most likely that was my guess. I still don't like the Jack said that to the public, by the way, that's not something that should be said, but I I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's just not doing as much work like at home Kisner, because Kisner came out and said he does all of his work. Um, He's already prepared for the day when he comes into the clubhouse in the morning and then that's just talking to the pitchers and stuff. So he's already where work- I just, I think it's a different style of preparation that they're expecting from Contreras. And he's just not taking to it as fast as, they, as they'd like. But then why weren't they working on it in spring training and telling him? This?
0: Yes. And also taking to what? Like, here's the thing. I don't know. There it's are so a lot of other teams right now who have new catchers that have yeah. pitching staffs that are doing just fine. Wilson Contreras has never been known as this great. Like, he's not Yachty. We all knew that going in. But he's also not been known as this terrible, like, liability to your pitching staff. He just hasn't been. I mean,
1: let's, let's be fair. There are a lot of reports out there that Cubs didn't want him back because of his pitch calling. That is what it is. That's what it was. They knew that going into it. Here's my biggest problem. If you knew that that was coming out, if, if you're the Cardinals, I get you can say that you can't really prepare the same way for spring training games. That's obviously true. But I still feel like there's stuff you could have done to try and expedite this process a little bit. How hard of a process is it, Caleb? That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's fair to even guess because that's not fair to Wilson at all to guess how difficult it is or what they're doing because we just don't know. So I almost feel like while we're going to try to like put it on the front office and everything, it might also be saying some things that are unfair to Wilson because we just don't know how hard it is and what is and what exactly their system is. But I do think, I mean, I, it's hard to talk about because they haven't, it's all ambiguous. Like we just don't really know. All we know is they don't like Wilson's preparation slash game calling right now. And he's not catching for now.
0: Here is what I know logically, because I can look at everything and say, why did we not do this? All right. We know that Wilson skipped the WBC to come to spring training, to work with his pitchers, mm-hmm. even though miles and Wayne went went to, to the WBC fine, whatever. Right. So he was really only working with three-fifths of a rotation. Woodford, let's go ahead and discount Jake Woodford. We know that he's had his struggles. Here is my question then, okay? If coming out of spring training, there were still questions about Wilson handling the pitching staff or calling the pitches, why in the hell were the pitchers not calling their pitches until Wilson could start to figure out, oh, okay, After Now I realize when Miles is at a 1-0 count against right-handed batters, here's what he likes to throw. You know why I would know that? Because Miles called it. There are guys, plethora, the the names are are huge and they're small, of guys calling their own game every single night from the mound. Because that's what Pitchcom literally allows you to do. So why are the Cardinals not taking advantage of Pitchcom and letting their pitchers call the game until Wilson feels comfortable knowing everything, and then maybe you can start to get that in. Instead of now, you're stuck in a situation where now you have Andrew Kisner in the lineup every night. You're carrying three catchers. So we went from Taylor Motter, who was a a useless position on on our team, to now having another one who's useless. And the guy you just signed for $88 million in the offseason to fill the void of your catcher because you needed to get a catcher isn't catching. And I just don't understand why we're not letting our pitchers call the game. Wilson has a very good arm. He's been throwing guys out at a very good rate. Well, I I'm just so that, that to me, there's not a logical answer for that. And I'd love to hear something that is logical.
1: Well, you asked a couple of different questions there. The first one is why did they not do it out of spring training? Cause you can't possibly know how he's going to call pitches in the regular season in spring training. It's just impossible. People are throwing people. Miles might just be working on a curveball one day. And that's what he wants to work on in spring training. And he's facing, I don't know, 20 different hitters in the game. Like, who knows? Um, so that's just – it's hard to do that. But also, that is a good point with the pitch calling. I don't know if the pitchers aren't comfortable doing that. It's an individual thing. Here, here's where it's weird to me. Uh, I just – I don't understand why he's not catching at all and why the reason he seems to be more about – here's the, here – I'm confused. This is the question I have. Is this more about getting Contreras ready to be able to do it or is it more about getting the pitchers to perform better? Because I think those are two different things. And I, if, if it's about the pitchers at all, the why the hell – and his familiarity is what they said – the why the hell was Trace Barrera in an extra innings catching the other day? I got agreed. it. None of these people have thrown to.
0: Thank you. I've been telling people this all – when everybody was trying, screaming DFA Kisner, and I, I like for absolutely no reason, by the way, why they were doing that, because they were mad because he wasn't hitting or whatever. I kept trying to reiterate, really Also, you, know you want to bring you. up another guy who doesn't know the start like the pitchers? Well, that's, that's what exactly saying. what we've done exactly
1: what we've done. What's my point and pass it off as your own. Well,
0: no, but I've been saying that for like a week now. Like I've literally been, I've been saying it since spring no training, sense. like I, um, there, there's no logic. And again, I'm sorry. I, I coached high school baseball. That's it. I've never even sniffed a major league like dugout or anything. I've never, whatever that their level of I've basically forgotten more things than I ever have. All right. But again, m- my pitchers were called if, if they didn't like what their catcher put down, guess what they did. They shook him off and threw what they wanted to throw. I have a question. It blows. And this, this is blo- this whole thing blows my mind, dude.
1: Okay, I have a question. I wonder if it's more if they were like, yeah, our pitchers can do that. Okay, they can call their own pitch. They can do this, but if they're in a spot where they're like we have this guy for the next five years, we need to figure out how to get him on our page now. So maybe it takes them um, three weeks, a month of them not catching. Maybe that's what it is. But moving forward for the next four year, four and a half years. Now we trust him to call the pitches the entire time. So now we don't have to worry about this ever again, and we don't have to worry about pitches doing it. Maybe that's what it is. I, I genuinely don't know the answer. It is very strange. I have never seen anything like this in my life. Um, I really haven't. I, I I don't even know what to say. Like it, it's right now. Even though Contreras had a great game today, he was he was awesome. It, it looks like a massive failure of not only an off season, but of a contract again. That if he doesn't figure it out and get on whatever page they want him on, and he's not trusted to catch in the postseason, then if if they fucking get there, but they're, they're down not the stretch good. this year even, they have a chance. If, if down the stretch this season, then it is a massive failure of a contract. Because at first, I don't know if this is how it seems to you now, it seemed like they were punching on a five-year contract a month in. Yeah. Maybe that's not what it is now. The verbiage has changed. But I also want to say Mosaic's verbiage, stupid like he he sounds like an idiot right now well he sounds
0: he the optics on on john mosaic right now are terrible
1: he sounds like one is full-blown panic mode but also like just contradicting himself bring bring up sean murphy's name why are you bring if i'm the bridge like why the fuck are you talking about my catcher stop talking about you trading for my catcher don't bring up sean murphy ever again i don't care if you're asked about him say that's not my player i'm not going to talk about him why are you talking about that? You signed Wilson Contreras. Whether or not you regret it or not, I don't give a shit. Figure out how to get him as your backs up every single day and figure it out now because I'm I, I, we, you can't do this. For me, his leash is gone. It's been gone since after Stephen Mastroff started blowing up. If, see, if this Wilson Contreras contract doesn't age well, He's like, that's a really, really bad look on him and the entire organization. Because right now, like it's, I don't think it's even Wilson's fault because you knew who he was when you were getting him. This is who he is. He's offensive minded. You, how can you say we're going to keep with the same routine Yadi was going through when you got a player that is literally polar opposite of Yadi in every right. way.
0: right The only thing they have in common you,
1: is strong throwing arms.
0: Yeah. And you and I've talked about this before, and I think it's incredibly valid to talk about like, okay, Jack can say whatever he needs to say, whatever. I I I still don't know. I don't know the entire context of what came out. I haven't seen the interview. I don't know the context of everything there. So whatever. But here's the thing. Like you said, okay, Wilson 0-2 calls for a curveball. Is it Wilson Contreras' fault that he throws a a cock shot right down the middle to Renifo? Like, is that is that his is that Wilson's fault? Is it Wilson's fault that with two strikes, they've given up 21
1: home runs, which 21 home runs on two Actually, tries. yeah. Hold on. That is kind of what they're blaming him for, I think. How? They think he's calling the wrong pitches, I guess. I don't okay, know. But, okay. But we well, know I'm telling we you first, what they think. That I, I think.
0: understand. But here's what I'm saying. I've watched Brad Thompson many times say, and Edmonds, that was the right call. That was terrible pitch location. We have talked about it on here. Like Ryan Helsley hanging sliders. That's not, like, if you call a that slider, a what should he do with probably, it? Bury it. He should bury yeah. it. If he didn't feel yeah, comfortable on the fastball, bury the side, not hang it over in the middle of the play.
1: Here's the thing, as well, though, Dad. Like we've talked about, Housley, that that let's go to that game specifically, that Blake Sable game, and I want to I want to throw that in there with the Jordan Hicks um, seven sliders in a row that when to and took him deep against the Pirates. Um, we talked about how those pitches made no sense, and we thought that was a scouting report from Dusty Blake. I'm kind of starting to think that was Wilson Contreras calling those pitches which means it makes sense why they were a little bit like, what the hell? Why are you calling seven sliders in a row, four sliders in a row from Ryan Helsley when, you know, throw a sinker, throw a fastball from guys that throw 103 miles per hour. So if that is the case, they need to figure it out. But at the same time, doesn't that just take like a quick conversation to say, Hey, don't do that ever again.
0: And also let's just also take it a step even farther, further with the logic. Hey, Ryan Helsley, shake one of them off. It's been happening for 140 years. Like, pitchers are still shaking them off. Don't tell me it's the pitch clock. They don't have time. That's not happening. I watch a lot of baseball. Pitchers are shaking catchers oh yeah, off.
1: Brad Boxberger shook his head, shook him off, um, barred hard off like six times today.
0: Right. Uh, so, I don't understand. Like, if you're throwing blind loyalty, like, like that doesn't make any sense to me either. I get it. I mean, right still, now, opposing hitters are hitting 210 with two strikes against the Cardinals. That's not just pitch calling. That's pitch location and execution. There's a lot. Of- it's the worst
1: in the majors. And there's a lot of two-strike hits again today. Uh, the last two games after Contreras was um, relieved of his catching duties, I guess, there was a two-strike home run in both games.
0: Yep, and six walks today, by the way. Yeah, like, but that's So are you telling me that catchers. Kisner doesn't understand this ancient Egyptian alien and Yachty? They're the only ones who understand it? I'm just so confused. What are you asking so much of your catchers? That well, I, I, don't, I don't think Ali or Mo, know. That's what I'm going to say. I yes, don't they think do. they know. I don't think so because they essentially said they didn't understand what Yadi was doing because they didn't teach anybody else to do it. So now you bring up Trey You Can't Barreira, teach people to you think do he's it Yadi doing was... it. Do you think he's... Trey Barrera understands everything, bro?
1: Tres Barrera. stop. Hold on. Whatever. No, yes, they understand what they want from Contreras or they want to be doing something. Here's the thing: it's hard to talk about. I don't even know what to talk about. I don't know what they're doing right now. They're trying to try, try and fix him, so it's like we can't assume that we know because we don't know. Um, I will say, you, can we get to Adam Wehner's comments? Because I think absolutely, I think we've, said, we've said enough about the negative part of this, which is a lot of it. And I don't think we've said say,
0: enough, but I get it.
1: Here's my thing. If, if this ends up going south and Contreras isn't the catcher, um, there's more comments that just came out. Um, Mosaic massive failure of an offseason. I'm a big Contreras fan, so I'm not willing to say that yet because I still believe in him as a person. I believe that he's going to do the right thing and figure it out. Um, what he has to figure out, I still have no fucking idea. But um, so today, Wayne O'Kinnon basically said that he said, Wilson, I want you to catch my next game. I don't know if that's going to happen. He said he's going to be throwing bullpen to Wilson. Him and Jack brought him in and said, and basically kind of said, hey, we love that you're here. We love having you here. Let's follow this plan and get you back behind the plate as soon as possible. And it seems like the narrative has shifted from Moselek saying, foreseeable future, not behind the plate, to Wilson saying, I'll be back soon. So, <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on with the messaging in this organization right now. And what Wayno said was great. Wayno, awesome leader, awesome human. We know that. Um, Absolutely. This is why you want veteran leaders in the clubhouse for this situation exactly. He handled it perfectly. Um, but it seems like Mozilla, his messaging is just either being changed in the clubhouse by Ollie. Um, not being internalized or taken seriously by the players. I don't know. Or he's just going back on it because he's getting backlash. Whatever one of those it is, it's a problem, and he needs to fix it now because it's getting kind of embarrassing that we're getting an update on Wilson every single day, and it's changed. At first, it was him in the outfield. He's going to be yeah. playing outfield. Then it was, never mind, Wilson said he doesn't to play the outfield. And now today, it's Wilson saying, I'm going to be catching soon. Those are three different things from what was said the first day. And if you came out hot and heavy the first day for no reason, for whatever reason, and you needed to calm down, that one says you don't know your personnel, because maybe Contreras was like, what the fuck are you, why are you saying this to me? Or two, it just says that you just don't know what you're doing, and you're just panicking. And whatever we, reason it is, they need to stop.
0: Uh, one last thing I'd like to make, and I know we don't want to deal on all the negatives and the bashing, but there are a few things that we got to talk about, I think. Uh, back to the Wilson spring training and everything else. In my opinion, this is also a failure of all the coaches. Like their job when Wilson came in, was here is the plan, here is the preparation, here is what we expect. Day one. There was this meeting in Florida, Caleb. Are you are you with me there, bro? What are you
1: doing? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm just reading it. I want to oh, okay. talk about you're okay.
0: something. Um There was this meeting in Florida that the two had where everybody seemed to be on the same page. He goes to spring training. He's there early. How are they not on the same page after a month? Then how are they not on another month? It's like To me, this is failed coaching in the biggest way. And why are they not sitting down with him every day saying okay here's what we need to go through here's what we're doing like and now we need you to take like this is i mean it's, it's on ollie it's on dusty blake it's on the bench coach joe mcewing it's on whoever works with the catchers every single oh, day it's
1: dusty blake and the okay and so
0: there you go like who you can put Mc it Mc on, it's on mo to do that. it's failed coaching at the highest level that you brought in an all a three-time all-star catcher a world series champion and now you're saying are oh we the cardinals you can't fit into the Cardinal way of catching that blows my mind. And and also, Hey dude, you didn't get him ready. You did not I get think, him ready. Hold on.
1: I, I don't think they're saying he can't fit into it. I think they're saying you haven't fit into it yet. Those are two different things. They didn't say Wilson Contreras is never catching for the St. Louis Cardinals again, that would be saying that, and that would be an absolute disaster. And I don't even think I'd be on here talking to you right now. Cause I would be so pissed off. Um, by the way, Joe Madden had a really good interview today. Um, obviously coached Wilson to the world series um in 2015, 16, 2016. Yeah. Um, and he said that Wilson's really works hard. He's going to he's gonna get this under control. And he doesn't know what the problem is, but he knows that Wilson's gonna figure it out. So that's a good vote of confidence from Joe. Um, I've always been a fan of him, even though same he said some things lately. I do have a comment from Wilson that I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. About Wayno, he just said this after the game. I haven't we haven't watched the post-game because we just hopped on here right after the game. Um He said, the last couple of days I've been talking to Wayno, I've been having long days because of what happened, but he embraced me and we talked yesterday and that was kind of a relief. And today we kept talking and I feel so much better. Now that we're here and we won today, it takes some weight off my shoulders. And now I just want to keep going, keep doing what's best for my team. He said, today felt like my day. This one was mine, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, That's from Jeff Jones. So I think the vibes are getting better around the situation. Winning cures everything, right? But um, yeah. I think it's great to have Wayno in the clubhouse because I don't know where this would have gone if it would have just been Michaelis and Flaherty, not anything against those two guys. I just genuinely don't know if they're the same leaders that Adam Wainer is because not many people lead the way he does. He leads in more of an embraceful way than the um, bulldog way that some other guys decide to lead, like John Lackey. Um, I I, I think, one, it's great to have him back and healthy. What a time to get Wayno back healthy because good Lord, if he was still hurt. But... um, I think it is getting to a situation where maybe it was overblown a tad bit to what we thought it meant for the future of Wilson Contreras. That doesn't make it any more mind numbingly weird and stupid for the current state of Wilson Contreras.
0: And the way that it was handled by Mo and Ollie. Let's be honest, they did not handle it. I do well think at it was all.
1: handled very poorly. And yeah, also, I think all. it was very, very, very stupid of Mo to make Ollie be the one to come out and announce this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, no so, way. I think I think I put on something that it was very like, It was Ali or Mo throwing Ali underneath the bus who then threw Wilson Contreras under the bus. That's like the public. I was a high school teacher for 25 years. That's the public education model, not a billion dollar business model. Not a great thing. Here's the thing that does bother me a little bit. We did this debater last year where we got on him. It's been O'Neill. It's been Contreras. I've yet to hear. Doesn't seem like there's a lot of, hey, we didn't address our pitching needs. Um. So that's a massive problem, but instead it's Wilson. It just feels a lot. I'm not going to call it scapegoating. I'm not saying that's what they're doing, what it is. But, I, but it, it sure what feels it like it, no, but it sure it feels is. like a, another failed off season from Mo, Um, failed leadership from the coaching okay, hold, staff. Okay. Can I stop? Here, on, for let me a finish. Oh, and then I'll let you address it. Failed leadership from the coaching stuff. And now all of a sudden our brand new guy, our number five hitter, who said who wanted to be here in St. Louis to catch after Yachty is the guy that we're deciding to take hot shots at. And I, th- that whole thing, no matter if it is even starting to ease internally, still is not going to sit well with fans. It's not going to sit well with Wilson Contreras. And I tweeted this earlier you can't tell me that other players and agents around the league are not paying attention to the Cardinals' handling of Wilson Contreras.
1: I like got one that doesn't matter because we don't sign free agents anyway. Um, <laughs> But spare but my other okay. So one, if you, you can't really say it's a failed off season, yet one yet anyway. But also because that means that you now don't want Wilson Contreras on the team.
0: That's not what I meant by failed off that's season. what, what, saying, what I meant by not that's... getting addressing the pitch. Okay, well, okay, but what I'm saying that's is all if I was you're talking going,
1: about. If you're going to say that in relation to this situation, then it it kind of that's the only answer that could be is that you don't like the Wilson Contreras. Right? Okay, well, um, can I
0: clarify that real quick though? Yes, what I, I meant very simply to, was that's what it
1: comes across as. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what I what I meant was it's not failed to sign Wilson Contreras, no matter what people on Twitter are trying to tell you that they know more than everybody else. Okay. That's not what I meant. What I meant was it feels like they knew that they had not did not address the starting pitching. The starting pitching has been bad. All right. So instead of instead of, oh, it's it's us not addressing what's been bad, it has to be the the catcher. That's that's my point.
1: I also I, I think there's a couple of things as well. One Ollie came out today and said, um, He feels that everyone, and Wilson said this too, and so did Wayno, that everyone feels like they're in a pretty good spot to get him to where they need to be, which, like, that's a good thing. If you can get him to a spot where you think he needs to be, that is a great thing. I don't know where that spot is. I don't know what that even involves. But I want him to get there because I want him to be catching. Um, So I hope he gets there. And I also hope Kisner plays well enough to where maybe – You give him a little as much time as he needs. I hope Kisner does that. I don't think he will, but I hope he does. Um, I also think I had another point. Oh, I also think it would be irresponsible of us to not at least acknowledge the fact that maybe there is some issues that Wilson Contreras does need to address. Agreed. Um, Maybe there are some things where he isn't calling the right pitches. Maybe he's going off script too much and it's costing them runs. These are all things that are possible, Um, and – I don't know how much I'm going to the pitcher for trust and trusting in their new catcher, because I do think there is some benefit to trusting Wilson Contreras. Um, so I, I do want to acknowledge that there is a possibility that he does need to work on these things. And maybe this, however long off, really helps him. And maybe he gets in a really good spot in the next three years. We look back at it and say, man, maybe that was a really good thing that they did this with him. That's a possibility. It's also a possibility that, we'll, that this is all kind of bullshit scapegoating. So both things can be true, but I think it would be unfair of us not to at least recognize that the other side of this could be possible.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, it does feel to me that the best way for him to work through it is to go ahead and be behind the plate. Because now what be this tough. does because all right, but because now what this does is if you're gonna put him at DH, now it does this. It means either you're gonna play Gorman every day at second base or you're going to What's now make him a platoon player, which does now all the same for Tommy Edmund because of Paul DeYoung. Then it, are you going to, it's Brendan Donovan, your gold glove, second baseman. Now you're a left fielder. So what does that do with Alec Wilson and Juan Yepez? So what does Juan Yepez do? Like, poor guy, he gets called. Let's talk about Juan for a second.
1: Hold on, hold on. let's wait, answer wait, the hold. things you just said
0: first. Okay, um, well, it, I, it was all going together, but you know okay, how my mind But
1: works. I want to go to Donovan and Gorman. I kind of okay. like it. okay. Because, one, I think it gives you another – that one, Donovan's playing a great left field right now, better than I thought he could. Threw a guy out to play today that to, at the time looked like it saved the game. It didn't end up being that way, but he's playing really well there. And I like seeing Gorman at second base because I'll tell you what, it's kind of cool to see your three-hitter being a left-handed second baseman. I, I enjoy that. Um, so so I, I like that because also I think Gorman, he needs those reps at second base. Um, And and playing tonight. a good left field. Third and tonight. I, think, I think for now until Tyler gets back, because I think they'll give him another run, deservedly so. The, an outfield of Donovan, Carlson, Nupar looks better than I've – it feels better when I look at the lineup than it has felt basically the entire year. Do you agree? Sure. I mean, sure. What do, I mean, they're all three playing really well right now.
0: Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, it's, it's just so wild that this is the stuff we're talking about after 36 games. Remember when,
1: it, remember when our outfield was, um, was Nupar, Walker, and O'Neal? That seems like a
0: year, like five years ago. It
1: really is. Honestly. Was it a theme?
0: Um, Here's what I'm gonna say about Juan. It's I feel so bad. We obviously on this show we are big Juan Perez fans. We were there when he hit the home run in Philly. We feel like he's never really gotten a fair shake this year. He gets sent down with a 941 OPS in the major leagues. He gets sent down. They finally call him back up and put him in the lineup. He gets a hit. Uh, he's playing the outfield, which you said obviously. I know that your your feelings on that. He should never play the outfield. What well, looked like maybe there was a pathway to him playing him to play in the outfield. And because of Gorman DH, and he's finally on the big, hey, we're going to get him some bats. Now what happens? What happens to Juan Lopez now? Uh, Brennan Donovan the, takes off. The, the, an all, your three-time All-Star World Series champion catcher, who you signed in the offseason season catch for you, now gets bumped to your position, <laughs> which bumps everybody else. And now here you are again. You're essentially Taylor Motter, and you're sitting by Trace no. Barrera on the bench the entire time, going, what the fuck ha- just
1: happened? Arizona four to one lead. By the way, um, yeah, you told me to cash out. Yeah, fuck you. Anyway, um, I think does just when does Justin Steele start? Justin he Steele. Start- he'll play. Um, Juan Perez will play Wednesday. He'll does Steele start field. this series? Yeah, him versus Monty. So I think you'll see Juan Perez okay. in that spot. So if Juan Perez is only playing his lefties, I'm fine with that. Because yeah. here's the thing, and I don't. want This isn't a diss at Juan Perez. I do hope if there's an injury knock on wood or if there's you know, some underperformance by any of the outfielders slash, um, I can't even say DH because Wilson's going to play there because that's done now. But any of the outfielders, um, I do want him to get a chance to play right against righties because I think he can be an everyday bat. But here's the thing with him. One, he's, what is he, 25 years old? So he doesn't need to develop like a Jordan Walker needs to develop. Um, and two, I don't think there's ever a route to a clear everyday position for Wanya Pez here. He's defensively limited and Paul Goldschmidt doesn't seem like he's yeah. ever going to age. So I am okay with him being up here if he's only going to face lefties for now, and then maybe he gets more chances later, makes the best of them, and then he's playing every day. I don't think it's a bad thing for Wanya Pez to be one of the guys that's purely a bench bat that you use against tough lefties in late-game situations, um, against Donovan and or Nupar or whoever, or that you um, start against lefties, because I think he is that guy – that you kind of, if you're the Cardinals, they've never spent money on bench bats, really, because they said they can develop them within. Well, Juan Pez is like the perfect guy to be your platoon slash bench bat. So I'm okay with him not playing every day, but he should be starting as Justin Steele on um, Wednesday.
0: Uh, you know who I have to bring up because I feel so bad for him. Luke and Baker continues to absolutely fucking rake it been Really good. You have done nothing but diss Luke and Baker on this podcast. For I some reason, you don't up. like him. I don't I'm know what he's up. done. I don't know what he's done to you. Um, but here, I, I just feel I've, again another guy completely blocked that we haven't traded, that we haven't helped out. That we're just letting him sit and mire at AAA, tear it up, and and he's there's no pathway for him here in St. Louis. Other other organizations are going to know that. I just feel so bad for Luke and Baker uh, because he deserves to be on a major. He would be in a on what what would you say, fifteen to sixteen other major league rosters or more, maybe right now.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean he'd probably be starting first baseman for the Phillies right now. Yeah. The
0: the I'm world series like they were in the World Series last year, and you are correct.
1: I think he would, yeah, because Hoskins went down. Um he I don't know if for feel, the Yankees. I don't know if I feel bad for him, and here's why. I think he dramatically has changed his standing in the eyes of the organization, but also other teams are taking notes of this. Like their minor leagues are playing him when he's hitting like this. And I hope. I, I don't I don't want to say I hope he's traded because I think that feels harsh, but I do. I, I mean. hope he's I hope he's traded and goes somewhere and flourishes. I don't have anything against Logan Baker. Um I had I felt seen, like you did. No, he had just always been this guy that's like, Yeah, you knew he had power, he's a big guy, he doesn't do much in the field, he's very limited in what in his skill set, but he was always kind of an inconsistent hitter at the same time. And you can't only be a hitter but be inconsistent at that. That's not a good recipe. But I am really happy for him. Like, I, I have nothing against the guy. I hope he plays somewhere. and is great. If I don't want him to ever I start here because, one, our 80 million, 90 million our catchers are DH. So, that's locked up. And and also, I don't want Paul Goldsmith to ever knock on wood, get injured or anything like that. So, I don't want him to ever start here. But I hope he gets a chance somewhere and flourishes wherever that is, is
0: it odd to you? Okay, we're going to talk. I do want to talk a little bit about, like, just the, the front office. And maybe the game is, like, moving faster than what our front office is moving at. But, and I, I might've been Brendan Schaefer who brought it up. I, I don't want to give the right per, or the wrong person credit and not give the right person credit, but about how literally in the off you heard nothing about Andrew Kisner, like nothing at all. Like he was, he was an afterthought. In fact, in spree training, there were all those weird rumors about how oh, he might not even make the team. I remember all of that that was going on. And yeah. now he is your, he is your savior. Your Lord and savior behind the plate is Andrew Kisner, which by the way, shout out to him. You and I have been Andrew Kisner fans. I think he's never gotten a fair shake in this in this uh, organization at the big league level. And there's a reason. Year. His name was Yadier Milan. M- Milana. Molina. Good Lord, I had a what? little seizure there. Yadier Milana was the reason. And that, I mean, that explains why. But isn't it weird now that that guy that you you see, like, much maligned and have gone after as an organization did to have zero faith in is now the guy that you're turning to going, oh, we need you every day, bro. Yeah,
1: it's weird. It is definitely... I would not – I I don't know. I don't think there's any possible way I would have seen this this happening in May. Fucking May 8th. Jesus Christ. And it's really – Happy really birthday, Caleb. It really is like if you – I've tried to kind of not necessarily defend it because I don't think it's defensible what's happening here. But I, I did try to kind of put a more positive spin on it to say there is a way that this ends up turning out positively. And we might never even know that that's what happened. We'll see Contreras back catching and he does a good job, which I hope is what happens. Because I think if what Wilson Contreras can catch, 110 games, and you know the the ult- the thing that would be great is if Kisner plays really well, to where you can say, okay, Contreras, you're going to catch, you know, at 100 whatever game pace, 110 game pace, because he's not going to get there maybe now, but on that pace. But we also trust Kisner now to come in and be able to catch more, um, and he's hit really well last weekend, which is great. It is very strange. I thought it was strange that they were had all this verbiage around Kisner. I think Ollie came in, and I really like Ollie. I still do. Um, and it really had this bluntness about him that he was like, this is who I am. I'm going to be blunt. And I'm going to do that to the players. I think he's gone a little overboard with the bluntness. Mm-hmm. Like, I do think there is a lot to that. And it's not, and he is a still young manager. So he's got to figure it out. And he will, I think. But like, you've got do it internally if that's what you want to do. And if your players are responding well to it, I don't need to know every single move you're contemplating making. I really don't. And you know what they should have said? They should have said Wilson is dealing with something right now. And he's just not going to catch for a little bit. He's just going to DH. He's dealing with something. Then at least I'd be like, why isn't he on the IEL? But I want to be like, is this is our $90 million catcher, the biggest free agent contract ever handed out to someone not named Matt Holiday, who was already here before that anyway? Is that deal dead now? Like what happened? Like, I think they need to be I almost I think they need to lie to us more. Lie to me. I don't <laughs> right. want to know all these right. things. Right, right. Well, like, I'm, I'm assuming hated. they are
0: lying to us quite a bit, to be fair. Um
1: what are they lying about then? Is there murders well, going on? No everything else. Are do we doing players and how many impingements can our
0: guys have, bro? Um the one thing about kids a couple things about kids Uh his home run the other day was his first hit against a lefty in that wild. Now he has he's had he a pretty devil. good couple days lately. Um you want to hear something great from our guy, Kareem? Uh, top three barrel rates of the Cardinals in 2023 for the people who watch might be surprised. Number one is Paul Goldschmidt at a 17.8%. That's very, very good. Uh, number two is Andrew Kisner at 16. And number three is Nolan Gorman at 15, or 15.5. Thank you, Kareem. That's a fantastic stat. Like, no one would Limited have thought bats, that. But yes. Everybody on Twitter wanted him DFA'd this week, bro. Last, a week ago today, yeah. they wanted him DFA'd.
1: He had four barrels this in this weekend. He got robbed of a home run this weekend, too. You, I don't yes. know if you were watching it. He got robbed, and he smoked two doubles yesterday. Man, I, I would love nothing more than for Andrew Kisner during Wilson Contreras' leave of absence whenever that comes to a close, sooner rather than later, I hope. But I would love nothing more than Andrew Kisner to just, just prove that he could be a really good number two and maybe a decent tandem with um, Wilson Contreras <laughs> because I think that could benefit them both.
0: Is there nothing more 2023 Cardinals or even the last two years Cardinals than what's going to happen right now? You literally just put it out there. Andrew Kisner is going to go on an all-star sort of run. I
1: hope he he's does. Go, he's going be to be
0: defensively incredible. He's going to hit like he has the guy. First of all, for those of you who, are him just, a $90
1: million who are new station. to Andrew <laughs>
0: Kisner, who are new to Andrew Kisner, look at his minor league stats. They are incredible offensively. He's always been known as a defensive guy. Also, pitchers love him. That's why. For everybody who kept saying sending down a DFA, there's a reason that was never going to happen. But here's the fun. Hold on. Let me finish this. How funny is it going to be if he goes on a scorched earth run behind the plate? And now, what do you do with Wilson (laughs) (laughs) Contreras? Like that's going to be another decision for them to screw up right there. Another one, another decision for them to screw up because then I mean, they're going to have to does. put Wilson back in the catcher because they've said that's the, the long-term goal. But now Andrew Kisner is going to, at the age of 27, become JT Real Muto.
1: He's talking about best case scenario here. One, he's never going to be JT Real Muto because he doesn't run well and he can't throw very well. You know so what like... I'm saying. Wilson. yes, I... I don't know about that either, but I'm I... Not... <laughs> I do think – one, I just – I think a lot of people get hung up with their narratives online, both beat reporters. There's some beat reporters. There's some great ones that say those. Katie Wu, Derek Gould, uh, Ben Frederickson, Those people, they're awesome out there. Very they're good. really, really good. There are some – I'm not going to name any names, but there are some that have narratives that they stick to, yes. and they put opinion columns out at the beginning of the year. And, man, they want to stick to those as tightly as they can. So when Paul Young's in the lineup or when – there's people um, – when Andrew Kisler's in the lineup, there's people on Twitter too. There's normal people that aren't beat reporters that do this as well. I'm a Cardinal fan, man. I hope whoever's in the lineup does great. Right. I don't know why people care. Paul DeYoung looks really good, and people are still hitting on him when he's in the lineup. He looked I, really good again today. Smoked a I double, know. like, and he took a great at bat. Where I think if it wasn't windy and the outfielders weren't playing in today, because the ball was going to just keep carrying in, it's a probably an RBI single.
0: At, oh, the no, one he hit early. Single. Oh, yeah. Okay, the uh, other that, one I meant. Was I'm talking the home about run, the, so. the line drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: a low singing line drive right to say, a Suzuki in right field, but I think if they weren't playing in because of the wind, it probably yes. would have been a hit. That's um, what you're saying. So I think he he's taking great at bats. He's still striking out. He's gonna do that. But man, I'm like, I'll tell you what. I have way more confidence in him than Tommy Edmond hitting right now. Like, yeah. I, I I I just I don't understand why people want so badly for whatever hot take they made at the beginning of the to year to be right, to be correct. That you now root against people that can threaten whatever take you had.
0: And oh, just, bro. Let me tell you. There's a few people out there right now who are on the Wilson. Hey, I told you about Wilson Contreras. They're telling everyone. They're not just telling people on Twitter. They're telling everyone. Yeah. Why are you you making that face? Because I don't want to go down this road. Well, you just went down the road. I was adding to it.
1: Okay, but I wasn't actually. Okay. Yeah. Yes, there are people that didn't want Wilson Contreras. Um. Man, he had such a good game today. Can we get into that a little bit, and then we need. To, we, if, do you have other things we need to get into? I,
0: I have like four small things I just want to get your takes on, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, one thing I do think we need to hit on um, the the moves that were made. Obviously, O'Neill uh, put on the IL. Yep. All right, back back spasms. We got a lot of back spasms on this I team. Think it was right? bad. Nolan it was back tonight. Soreness, I think. Okay, soreness, and then and no. Norman. Nolan
1: had a neck stiffness. What are you seeing? Oh, okay.
0: We got a lot of from spinal issues going on with this team. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, James Nail brought up that was. Honestly, I believe that was the move for Wano's start maybe a little bit or to stretch yes. everybody out. But, yeah, I don't – I. what does Matthew Libertore have to – anyway, uh, and then Woody sent back down. Obviously, we talked about Yep, it's getting called up. Woody, um, IL. Huh? IL. What sorry. You IL? Right IL, sorry. My goodness, oh, can
1: I do the fucking updates? You messed up three. Let me tell you
0: something. Let me explain something to you. I think I've drank every night for the last 10 nights with Jazz Fest. We'll stop it. We went to like five concerts. I am, I'm living, I'm running on fumes. I had, I don't drink soda. I had three sodas today. Um, I'm, and about four, it was so hot at work. I, I think I lost 18 pounds at work. Uh, it's, I'm, you're getting fumes right now from me. So I, I, I well, could pronounce Melina's name. Uh, got the it for thing wrong. It's going to be one of those. It's just one of those nights. I apologize to those watching. By the way, those of you watching, thank you again. Uh, you can find us on our socials right here. Hit that subscribe button. Subscriptions have gone up like we've gotten like added like 45, 46 of you guys over the last week. Awesome. Thank you guys. Some so of much. you guys Appreciate really it. liked
1: my rant and some of you guys really didn't. They did, yeah. That's good. That's what we want. We need the mixed bag. <laughs> I don't know. I it, sometimes I don't want it, but it's okay. Um, what? Okay, what next? I don't have much to say about any of that. Um, okay, can we can we that. go ahead and
0: put the Yachty to as manager thing away? Can we just go ahead and put that to bed for everybody? Yeah,
1: can, can I can't be asked. I don't want to talk about it.
0: Are you? Are you? Oh, here we go. Here comes the Caleb press conference. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm here just here so I don't get fined. You're going to be stoned on us, aren't you? It's I agree. so ridiculous. That I, I agree. Let's put it to it. bed. Can we talk just for a minute? And we don't have to spend a lot of time because it is a manager. Uh, No, I'm done. It's gotten so bad, dude. These MLB umpires, bro. Like the other night, they take you out of games. And then when Dusty Blake is trying to tell the guy that he was trying to get uh, the the check, the attitude that the guy gave back to him as if don't even fucking talk to me. These umpires are out of control. They're terrible. Look at the great. All you guys got to do. Go to, is it M- MLB grades? I don't remember what it's called. The umpire grade card um, umpire that I follow. Grades,
1: score card, umpire yeah. score All you do,
0: they're And we understand the job is hard. I understand it. But this is beyond this that. Hard. Now, it's become straight arrogance from these guys.
1: Yeah, well, one, Dusty Blake was in kind of the wrong there because he couldn't challenge that play. I don't know what he was talking about. Like, that play's not challengeable, so I don't know what he was doing. Um, but, yeah, they, they've they been really bad. It, you know it's bad when I really thought C.B. Buckner had the best performance I've seen in a while today? <laughs> But <laughs> like he was pretty good today. Like he missed some calls, but better than most. Like, it's really been, it's been really, really bad. And I almost wonder how much of that is also getting put on Wilson because you've got close calls that aren't getting called strikes. And is that on him? Is that on the umpire? That's another thing that bothers me about framing. It's just like, how do you know if the umpire didn't just miss a call? Like, what if, what if right. Wilson framed it perfectly? Like, you just don't know. Um, but yeah, they're really bad. I don't. I, I, the job is difficult. I really do still believe that you're making humans do a robot's job when it comes to pitch, co- like balls and strikes, everything else. I want umpires to be able to do everything else outside of all that stuff they can do. That's fine. They can't do balls and strikes because it's impossible. And it's so, it's so hard of an ask and it's millions of dollars on the line and it's wins on the line and it's people getting fired on the line. Cause think about this. Like if Ollie would have gotten fired after the Wainwright start, there was a ball winner through right down the middle it would have been a strike him out, throw him out. But they called it a ball, and we end up losing the game because the inning snowballed. And imagine if Ollie gets fired because of that. Does Ollie get fired yeah. if that's called a strike, and the inning's over, and they right. win the game? So that that's actually, like, it actually is how dire some of these games can be. that umpires can mess it up that poorly. So I just think balls and strikes, that needs to be some system that can help that out, because it's been really bad. Everything else, I think they do a fine job at everything else, but that stuff's annoying.
0: Yeah, the frustrating part is watching them make a call one way the entire night, and then change it in the ninth inning. That that's the things that does drive. That's what gets managers fired, but also gets them ejected, and it also Injected, gets not yeah, tired. Like, yes, yeah. I mean it's just like it's ridiculous. Um, it's one one thing that I don't think like this this pod ended up being a little bit more positive than maybe we thought it was going to be about five hours ago. However, the, one one guy that I don't think we've given enough love to. Actually, there's really two, but I think it's Lars Nupar. What he has done since he's come back from the IL. Um, another great at bat late in the game tonight to get on base. I mean, he he just puts up great at bats. It feels every like every single at bat. He
1: is the best, he has the best play, he is like Joey Votto type play discipline. It that's does go that way. Chris Carpenter oh, oh, Matt Carpenter too, yeah. Yeah, I Matt Carpenter always had the most um strikes called against him that were out of the strikes on every single Correct. year. But yeah, like those those guys, like that's who he reminds me of. His play at- The only – man, he's betting like – he's almost betting 300 now. He walked two times again tonight. His OBP, he has the highest walk rate in baseball. When he starts lifting the ball he can, because he's like a 70% ground ball rate right now, which is like higher than Jordan Walker's was. We know, but we know Newt can lift the ball. Like, we know he's capable of doing that. He has some injuries to his hand as well that might be contributing to that. But when he starts lifting the ball, if he can slug 400, you're talking about an 850 OPS guy. Like, that's how good this guy can be. Like, he – there was a moment um this weekend when that came that we end up losing in extra innings to the Tigers, where I was like, man, Lourdes Dupar might be the the best player on this team right now. Like, and then Goldie had three home runs and made me sound stupid. <laughs> but like, I, I do think Newpar is he might he's I think he's the third best player on the team overall. The value. I mean, he's I think being,
0: it's, I think that's impossible to argue with
1: like his that throw he made like it was after he he walks he can hit homers he can hit I want to see some more doubles from him I think that will come maybe when his finger heals a little bit more because I think he can be a guy that hit you a lot of doubles he's a line drive hitter but I want to see but a man he he throws people out he has a rocket of an arm he takes some he has some of the best jumps in right field I, I've seen in a long time honestly I mean he's really he's really really this was last year wasn't a fluke I think we can say that now he's really good
0: you're literally, like I said, I comparing to Matt Carpenter, that's who he reminds me of at the plate a lot. The Prime Matt Carpenter. When he was putting up uh-huh. those incredible numbers, not yet, the power hasn't gotten there yet. It took Matt Carpenter a while to get to the power. Um, but we're also talking about a guy who also is going to play above average league, above
1: league average. Well, above average. Yeah, oh, right. Average. Exactly. What Matt Carpenter did not do. With one of the best arms in right field in baseball. Like he has a rocket of an arm. I think. I think he can be similar to Matt Carpenter's numbers, not after 35 home run season where Matt Carpenter went nuclear because he was eating a bunch of salsa. But I do, I do think though, it might be, Lars Newport might have easier, more natural power. Like he's a big guy he and is. like when he gets it, he hits the ball harder than Matt Carpenter ever did. So I, I do think he can find that and Last you he hit 14 home runs. Like he was on pace to hit in the twenties. I think he's going to be a 20 to 25 home run guy. that might be a, above an 800 ops with plus defense and he's fast he's stealing bases now like that's a he might be a five-win player and that's nothing that's a lot of we give this organization a lot of shit about not being able to develop superstars but to be able to turn a large new part into what he's become that's really impressive
0: yeah and to be fair that's also like why murphy's not on this team like that is honestly yep. why they did not want to a new bar correct and grisefo if that was the f now it is odd that the Cardinals said, well, we got Carlson and Gorman if you want them. Isn't that weird? That I don't like that being leaked either. That was leaked yeah. for a reason, also. I don't like that at all.
1: That might have been leaked by the um by the athletics. We don't know. The Cardinals. I, like like I don't
0: I mean if that's, but but yeah, if that's that what I'm saying is if that's what Mo said. And that leads to a whole nother question of incompetence. Well, to be fair,
1: at the time, it was, you know, we've got a lot of outfielders. We've got Donovan. I also, we just can't know the legitimacy of it. I'm not questioning Ken Rosenthal because I do think he's a very reliable reporter. But that doesn't mean he wasn't um, fed a little bit of false information because maybe the Athletics were trying to squeeze more out of Murphy. I don't know. So I just, I just don't know.
0: Well, hopefully, hopefully on our next pod, which will be Thursday, uh, well, I guess Wednesday night, maybe Thursday, somewhere in that area after the Cubs. The Cubs series game getting right ready as third. we head into Fenway. So hopefully we do a little bit more stuff around the, the the league. I'd like to look at a little more things that are going on. We're, we're met, There's a lot of good baseball being played right now by a lot of teams, uh, including teams online. that we did not expect maybe to do this right now. Uh, how about Randy Rosarina's home run the other That's night awesome. going around third and then just standing there, and then he gets drilled three times, and then Kevin Cash gets tossed because they warned the Tampa Bay team as well. Randy is incredible. What he is doing right now is is even better than what he's done his entire career, I think. So what we have to hope for is there's nothing major between now and Thursday. So we can take a look around like one last thing. I want to say very cool to see Miggy one last time at Bush stadium.
1: Yeah. I, I want to touch on Randy for a second. Cause one, go okay. watch the race, but I thought it was that they're, they're um, Randy and Yandy, dude, those two, it's like a Randy Yandy party. Those two are really, really good. They like they they they're putting up some numbers that like, MVP caliber starts to the season. I don't know if they'll trail off. They might. They might not. But, man, Yandy Diaz, that guy, most underrated player in baseball. I'm yep. going to keep saying it. He's More awesome. than Kyle Tucker? Yes, because I think people are starting to know how good Kyle Tucker is. Okay, fair. I don't think people know how good Yandy Diaz is every single year. The guy's awesome. Um, But, yeah, um, Miguel Cabrera, I always love watching him, man. It kind of sucks to watch him be like a, a dink and doink hitter now because it's just so strange to me. Yeah. Because remember that old I, – I still – I'll go back to this. I think he hit 600 home runs if he plays in any other stadiums. He played in old Miami and he played in Detroit. Detroit like no. if this guy played in like a, just a normal like or um, in New York neutral stadium, at, like Yankee if he played stadium. in Anaheim or something, yeah, the guy probably hit 600 and something home runs. Yeah, but he's awesome. Like what the most pure and he got hitter. hit
0: there at the end. That was awesome to see.
1: Like, is he, is he was... the most pure hitter you've ever seen? Like, the no, guy, is it him and Albert uh, Griffey? Griffey. Yeah. I, well, I, I guess I haven't seen, I didn't. Yeah. Albert's
0: on Griffey that play. list. Obviously he's on that list. Yes. Frank Thomas right. is on that list. I mean, there's a, it's a, good list. But I don't yeah, care Mig- who it. you want to choose. Like I really don't. He's I the mean, best
1: you, opposite field hitter I've ever seen.
0: You could make a case. I mean, I think Albert's the best right-handed hitter I've ever seen, but yeah, I think Miggy is number two. Like, and I think, I don't think it's a massive difference it's when crazy. you look at their primes, when you look at their primes, yeah. if you were to do yeah. that, it's, pre- it's pretty, I mean, you're talking about a triple crown winner, dude.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, and stole an MVP that I still think my Trout are the one, but that's fine. Um Maggie Maggie's the best I've ever seen in my life at hitting the ball the other way. Yes. Um yeah, Albert I've was really good at it, that too, but yeah. No, I've never seen anything like Maggie. Miggy could almost yeah. will it's like you could he could will a homer or a double the other way whenever he wanted at times. That was he was so talented. It was crazy. That's
0: David Ortiz from the left side. That's what he did in Boston. Like he played that wall better than anybody.
1: Yeah, yeah, but Miggy didn't play in Fenway.
0: No, no, no. I understand. I'm just saying. David Ortiz Ortiz was that way from the left side. David
1: Ortiz was hitting flyouts to the left fielder that got off the 310 foot fence. But Miggy was like hitting lasers. Like in his prime, it was crazy because you would watch him. um, I remember this is like a core memory of mine. I remember watching him in Toronto against the Jose Batista, Josh Donaldson, Edwin Encarnacion, Blue Jays, and he hit two home runs that day in Rogers Center, and they were both just fastballs painted on the outside. I think by, like, what was that Sanchez guy's name? Um, Aaron Annabelle? Sanchez. Aaron Sanchez, I think, was his name when he was really Annabelle. good.
0: Oh, Aaron, yeah, for Aaron, for was Aaron Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: I, and he would just flipped them both over the wall to right field. Yeah. I was like, this guy is a machine. Like, he yeah. was incredible.
0: He's, he's top, probably for me, I mean, top five hitters that I've ever seen. Maybe top three. If top you want to I mean, Bonds, go... Bonds, Griffey, Cabrera, Pools is a pretty good four.
1: If you want to go back to Mickey's best moment of his career, I was one year old. So I don't remember it, but I've seen the clip a hundred times. His home run off of Roger Clemens in the World Series after he knocked him down on a fastball up and in. I mean, that's just that's who he was. He was such a pure hitter. And I'm glad I'm I'm glad he's still playing. But I mean, why won't you? He's making like thirty five million. Yeah, he's done.
0: He's done. (laughs) He's Um, like a
1: thirty five mil to sit on the bench. What a job.
0: It was just cool to get to see him at Bush Stadium. Again, obviously, I wasn't there, but that was cool. Uh, Anything else you want to get to before we get out of here?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. Um, hopefully, Nolan's okay to go tomorrow. This might be a blessing in disguise. That guy needs some days off, man. He, yeah. he's. I, I honestly think if the team was playing fine, like if we were five hundred-ish, he maybe he would be out of it already. I think he's putting so much pressure on himself. Like I do too. He, I do too. Because he knows there are games, man. And I'm not gonna lie, there. If Nolan was playing, at Nolan, I think this team is pretty close to five hundred. Because he has had so many big opportunities to come through. guys on in in close games. Because this team is what we've talked about. This team's lost a lot of one-run games. And in those games, there's been a lot of opportunities for Nolan Arenado to come through. And he hasn't. And he will. I'm not worried about him at all. But he just needs a mental reset. He'll be fine. You almost feel like he needs one of those days where he pulls two homers. And it's like, oh, okay, there we go. Like, I I hope that happens soon. But maybe if he's off for two or three days, it's not the worst thing in the world. Well, he
0: did hit the one in Big Mac land over the weekend. That was good to see. Yeah, but it almost
1: looked like a fluke. Um, <laughs>
0: a couple things that we didn't touch on just before we get out of here. So let's end this on a really positive note. I thought Jordan Hicks was tremendous tonight. Awesome. Uh, that was great to see. Helsley came in and did the job. He looked nasty also. Yep. I thought Cabrera was very good again tonight. He's got and honestly, to be fair, be fair, if we're going to be fair, if we're going to throw shade at people, then we got to be fair to him. I thought Drew Verhagen was really good yesterday as well.
1: He was really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Drew Yeah, I think Drew Virgen has really good stuff. He's just got to be more consistent, and I think he yep. can be, um, because I, d- I do think he, there's a world where he's been one of your more reliable relievers down the stretch. He's got the stuff to do that. Um, Cabby's got his confidence uh, back. He's doing the little surfer-looking thing when you strike people out again. Um, Hicks looks really good. Helsley looks nasty, like basically always. He does, even when he's bad, he looks good. So it's good to see, because if the bullpen, God, if we can just get stars going six innings and the bullpen's not so taxed, it has a. They have a lot of really good pieces. They
0: do. Like they do. They um, do. Well, like you said, hey, two's a streak. Am I right? Like two's a streak. So let's no, go I,
1: three. I think three's a streak. I think two's a streak right now. Let's get that's three called tomorrow. a winning streak. But yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> what do we have tomorrow is uh, Monty. No,
1: Jeff um, yeah. Jay Flair verse um, Flaherty versus – I just,
0: uh, I just looked Ty at young. it, bro. Flaherty versus yeah, Tyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Who has and then Steele Hian versus Monty to wrap it up. We need, uh, we need Jack to be good tomorrow. Like he Go can. win. Yeah, we need him to be good tomorrow.
1: Set yourself up to be able to get your first vape of the year. That's, that's yeah, what I I want. agree. Give yourself agree. a chance.
0: Um. All right. Once again, happy birthday, Caleb. Happy 21st. Can't wait to celebrate when you come down to the big 0 504. We are going to the Zach Ryan concert. That'll be fun. That'll be a good night. Uh, and then we are then, Caleb and I are heading to Houston to see the Astros and the Angels play a, a two-game set. And then we're going to take the old uh, Jeep Wrangler right on up Texas and go to Dallas and watch the Rangers and the Cardinals play. So that'll be pretty goal, awesome.
1: Goal be as close to 500 as possible by the time we watch that game, so I feel some emotion. Holy yeah,
0: s- I, I plan on eating a lot of barbecue and Mexican yeah. food while we're there, let's be honest. Yeah, same All right, let's get out um, of here.
1: I've got right. to go through some stuff.
0: Uh, again, you can find us on our socials uh kale's been really busy we apologize for this late drop hopefully your kale will have it out well this will be out this will be out tuesday morning so we'll be good to go then um everybody have an amazing day be excited for two let's hope that the wilson thing all smooths over and we're all rolling the way we need to be here in the next couple weeks that's what we want and we want all of you to have a fantastic couple of days we will talk to you soon hit that subscribe button let's go cards.